What's up, guys? It's Little D from FMF. When I'm not mixing gas and hauling ass, I'm listening to Big MX Radio. Hey, guys, what's up? This is Andy Frisella here. You're listening to Big MX Radio. But when you're done with this episode, come check out the MFCEO project, MFCEO.com. I got all your motivation. I've got everything you need to know about running your brand. I've got everything you need to know about getting shit done, and we can do it together. can't expect that everyone is as passionate about racing as we are. We can't expect that everyone is able to hear the silent call of the sea at 5am. Not everyone possesses the ability to smell the difference between rich and lean. nor the ear to differentiate the bark of two cylinders from four. It would not be fair of us to assume that the world understands the yearning and overwhelming compulsion that we have to push through pain, angst, frustration and failure. Some people might not understand the desire to test physical limits, conquer fear, or to tangle with the forces of gravity and physics. But we don't make product for them. to the future but embrace our past we study we analyze we race on Sunday so we can innovate on Monday we exercise trial and error religiously Through our commitment to the pursuit of perfection, we learn. How to make products for the people that are capable of dedicating everything to sport. Whether there is a championship involved or not. Alpine stars, one goal, one vision.
here from Grundahl. Teachley turns that five sideways. Brian, the gate is down. This is a sharp left-hander. Who's going to shot? Looks like Darcy Lange on that Richmond Gallo Kawasaki gets the jump. That's where it all started. Big MX Radio, brought to you by Fly Racing USA, is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. W Wheels USA, Moto Ice Wrap, Viral Goggle Brand, and Maxima USA make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast Show, brought to you by Fly Racing and FMF. I'm your host, Brad Gebhardt, and tonight we're going to talk a little bit of Canadian moto. Uh, if, if For those who don't know, round one uh, in Abbotsford, BC, uh, dropped this last weekend, uh, a huge race, uh, and the first round of the, the Rockstar Triple Crown, a brand new series come to Canada, uh, basically taking over for the Canadian Nationals, and um, I, as far as Canadians go, we couldn't be more excited about uh, the prospects of a brand new series with, uh, with a huge purse, uh, the 450 class overall winner of the triple crown has the opportunity to win a hundred thousand dollars um and just breathing a bunch of new life into the sport uh within uh canada and i'm really excited to uh, to talk more about it throughout this year um the goal was uh, going into the, this uh, this round to have both the the 250 and the 450 main event winners on, and uh, we're going to do uh, the the 450 uh, side of that in this interview here. Uh, we called up uh, Colton Fasciati, uh, a multi-time Canadian national champion, a legend in Canadian motocross, and uh, and and your winner from this last weekend. So let's talk to him now. Let's bring him on, Colton Fasciati. How's it going? Hey, good. Thanks for having me on. Hey, thanks for making some time for us. You are a repeat offender on the Big MX Radio Podcast Show, but I really got to apologize, my my friend. It's been a long time since we actually called you up for a podcast. Uh, actually, we're closing in on four years now, which is a bit embarrassing on my side, but uh, glad to have you on again. Yeah, for sure. It's always a pleasure. Uh, back then, you were really into the uh, the TV show Suits. Are you still watching that on a regular basis? <laughs> yeah it must have been a long time ago that's since we talked but uh yeah I, i'm still into that got a couple other good ones too <laughs> what, what what other uh uh shows are, are filling up your your time when you're not on the motorcycle um i don't know pretty much just anything just on netflix I stranger just, things i don't know it's uh it's pretty boring down here at gpf sometimes there's a lot of training that goes on and then uh Nighttime, it's a little boring without the wife and kids, so throw on a little Netflix before bed. <laughs> Fair enough. So you, you, you're you you're right into it right now. Training down there at GPF. Uh, Josh Woods, uh, obviously a, a huge part of that program. Uh, how often do you see uh, Woodrow, and how often do you guys like just, just rehash old stories of racing Canadian Nationals in the early 2000s? <laughs> Probably once a week for sure. But uh, yeah, I've been, I think I've been coming down here for... Oh, almost it's got to be at least 10 years so definitely uh know the, the woods family good and uh i love it here it's uh it's a great facility and good tracks to get rough and it's got a little bit of every kind of different dirt that you need to sell on the bike so and and it just makes sense uh you know it's not 
super far of a drive for me from Ontario. So, um, yeah, it's a good, good facility for sure. For sure. And you being an, a veteran in the sport, uh, definitely have the opportunity to, uh, to, to mix it up with some, some younger riders. Do you ever uh, watch some younger riders and see a little bit of yourself in them or some of the, like the, the, their riding style or uh, some of their, their approach that you can kind of help out those kids out with? Or are you just focused on Colton the whole time? Well, this year uh, I have uh, Dylan Wright, my, my teammate, staying uh, here at GPF as well. He brought his truck and trailer down. So nice. Uh, we've been we've been training together and, and working hard together, so that's been good. And he's kind of uh, he's back where I kind of started out my career. You know, definitely a little bit wild on the bike, and you know, a lot of speed, and uh, just just how I was when I when I first turned pro, so, or first few years pro, I should say. And um, I actually, um, you know, now I'm pretty old i'm an old fart i'm almost 30 now so i'm uh i'm pretty much getting to the point where i'm a little smarter and it's it's a lot more technique rather than just raw speed so um two different completely different uh riding styles between me and him but uh i think it works out really good because i learn a lot from him as well as i hope he learns lots from me too so it's uh it's a good combination i think Absolutely, and not that he would ever uh, complain about that uh, GDR uh, 250F, but every time that like he has any gripe about a motorcycle, you just tell him that you raced a steel frame carbureted uh, <laughs> four-stroke uh, 250F in an 04, and, uh, and then he has, he has, he's got nothing on that, so... Or one twenty five two stroke too. Yes, yeah. Actually, there, I, I've got some photos uh, from a BC race. You raced intermediate two fifty two stroke and one twenty five number eighty nine back in the day. Yeah, that's that's way too long ago for me to remember. I've hit my head too many times. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. That being said, uh, how how does the body feel when uh, preparing for the series? Uh, is there anything that you're not able to do that you used to be able to do? Um, do you do you focus on like uh, on lower impact stuff? Do you do any swimming? What's what's your flavor as far as getting the body ready for a long series? Like, uh, and honestly, this series is probably more racing than you've done uh, in the last couple of years. Yeah, definitely. It's, uh, it's a lot of races for sure. And, um, I'm back with, uh, my tr- trainer from PerformX this year. And, um, he's kind of set me up with what to do and what not to do. And I mean, for the most part, it's, it's fairly similar to what I've done in the past and not anything super different. And, um, this year, uh, the off season was pretty good. I didn't really have any injuries. So that definitely plays a big part on, on how we plan our schedule and how we get ready for these races. But, um, yeah, this year I've, I've, I've been feeling really good. So, um, that's always a plus because a lot of the years you go into the off season and stuff, you have a few injuries here and there. And I mean, this year for being as old as I am, I, my body feels as good as it's been in the last probably five or six years. So that's a good thing. Absolutely, that's a little that's a uh, a feather in your cap walking into the first round, which uh, you were able to win. It was uh, adverse conditions, some may say, uh, as far as the soil um, frozen when it came in. Probably easy to work with when they were first working with it, but as the night continued on, um, it just got it got, seemed to get wetter and wetter and more sloppy. Uh, were you guys? You guys must have been down to the plywood in a lot of spots. Uh, tell us, tell me a little bit about your weekend. Yeah, it's. Uh... Well, we got there on on 
Thursday night and went to the track on on Friday there to check it out and do some press stuff and and we were going to ride the track and they said no it's it's a little too wet and I walked around it and didn't really seem too bad and then when I showed up on race day there the the amateurs had been riding on it and I went out and looked at it it's like oh man this is gonna be crazy out here so um yeah just kind of went into the race just thinking you know just stay calm get a good start and 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 ride consistent out there and hopefully get you know, a podium or even a top five, just get out of there alive and was uh, was able to get the win, which was a huge bonus. You never know what's going to happen on a night like that. It's just uh, more so survival mode and, and get on to the next round. Definitely. Um, the the conditions, and I think honestly, like uh, not not to discredit your win whatsoever, but as far as the the, the results and, and just getting uh, the that race uh, completed was was a, a, a battle of uh, attrition, and um, like I, I you honestly can't take a whole lot of stock out of out of the out of results, but uh, happy to come away with a win and uh, and prove that uh, like when, when when the going gets tough, Colton gets going. <laughs> Yeah, it's I don't know what it is. Usually, when it comes to race time, I I turn things around. I, I usually have a tough time in practice and in qualifying, get that fast lap time. But um, yeah, once the main comes around, something clicks in my head and I go for it. I guess. But um, yeah, it was just like you said, just survival mode and and get on to the next weekend. I don't think we can really take any too much away from last weekend on who was fast or who was slow and. I think uh, next weekend track's going to be good, and and uh, we'll see where everybody plays out. Definitely, and and honestly, uh, the, one of the things that was on my mind rolling into this is that there's plenty of uh, racers uh, that are racing this series that uh, haven't spent a lot of time indoors in the last little while. Yourself included, Dylan Epstein as well. Um, like uh, racing uh, arena cross. When was the, when was the last time that you uh, were, did a, a serious um, arena cross series? Uh, I'm guessing probably when I used to do the, um, when, um, they used to do the England, uh, arena crosses slash super crosses. And that would have been, oh, wow. It probably at least six or seven years ago. Yeah. I think that's, uh, 2011, 2012. Um, yeah, it's quite some time ago. Yeah. And then I guess. Uh, last year or the year before, I did do a uh, couple of the uh, Thompsons or Crosses when they had it out in um, Sarnia there and Barry. Right. And uh, and also uh, 2004, 2000, no, 2005, 2006 in uh, in Winnipeg, you you borrowed a uh, Headingley Sports Shop 250F, and I believe uh, I believe you got second on the night. Oh, <laughs> I don't remember that, but Fair yeah. Enough. Yeah, I absolutely. So. <laughs> I think they they had uh, they had the bike that you that you borrowed and uh, the number plate on uh, on display for actually quite some time because I, I, they had a hard time selling those steel frame Kawasaki's, believe it or not. <laughs> but uh, that's th- crazy. Uh, hey everyone, let's take a break and listen to some commercials quickly. Then we'll be right back to the podcast. Thanks for listening. 
FlyRacing.com is the home of quality and innovation. The design team at Fly tirelessly rebuild and retool premium lines like the Evolution 2.0 and Light Hydrogen with features like Zipper Lock to prevent closure failures and EVO's BOA technology, which ensures the perfect fit. Complete your protective gear combo head-to-toe with Fly Racing F2 Carbon MIPS Retrospect and Fly's entry into the premium boot segment with their sector. All products and colorways are available at flyracing.com. In motorsports, the action pulls us in, and often we never get close enough to the exhilaration and athletes that amaze us. Although trackside seats are available, nothing gets you closer to motocross and supercross action than the collective experience. Dave Drake's has created an exclusive opportunity to get you closer to the sport you love so much. If you want an all-access experience with Adam or Tyler Edicknap, Henry Miller, John Ames, or even the cat, AJ Catanzaro, you need to check out the collective experience today. TheCollectiveXP.com, as well as the collective ex on instagram is where you can find the collective experience do so immediately the collective experience nobody gets you closer what's wrong jeff i don't know jay well you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran oats and bran i didn't think there was such a thing that's what i used to think now i start out every morning with a bowl of amigos for extreme kids like us That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey, kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. The most action-packed event on the planet is back, bigger and crazier than ever before, with the largest ramps you've ever seen. Nitro Circus, the global youth entertainment phenomenon, returns to North America this year with the epic Next Level Tour. This spectacular brand new production, an all-moto adrenaline rush, will have depth-defying tricks, jaw-dropping world's firsts, and absurd stunts. It all adds up to a thrilling show simply too big to fit indoors. The Next Level Tour launches mid-May, just in time for summer, and will visit over 10 cities across the continent through June. Brainchild of Travis Pastrana, global superstar, action sports icon, and Nitro Circus ringleader, the Next Level Tour features the best athletes in action sports taking on the biggest ramps in the world. The Nitro Circus design team has put it all on the line with this show, doubling down on the risk factor. The FMX Next Level Takeoff Ramp alone, a towering 15 feet above the show floor, a whopping 5 feet taller than any ramp toured before, will launch riders more than 60 feet into the sky. The landing ramp also looms large, standing 23 feet in height. The Nitro Circus Next Level Tour will include several athletes, including Bruce Cook, Jared McNeil, Jared Duffy, Blake, Bilko Williams, and many more. For more information, visit nitrocircus.com. 
Hey, Big MX listeners, just wanted to take a moment to uh, let you guys know about Viral Brand and Viral Brand Goggles. Uh, Viral Brand Goggles are a relatively new company, and we've been working with them for about a year now, and uh, they've got some really cool things going on, which include uh, not only when you buy a pair of goggles, you will not only get a goggle bag, which of course you get with most goggle bags, but uh, with most goggles rather, but uh, you'll also get tear-offs, you get a 10-pack of tear-offs, and you also get an extra clear lens to go along with your mirrored lens than uh, the tinted lens that the goggles come with. Uh, so it's kind of a more, of a more of a package than it is just a set of goggles, which if you're going to buy goggles, you're going to need an extra lens, you're going to need tear-offs. So they take care of all that stuff for you, and uh, $74.99 US is uh, an easy asking price. They've also got a 30-day money-back guarantee. If uh, their best fit challenge, if your goggles don't fit your helmet within the first 30 days, get them back to viral, for uh, and, and they'll take care of you, no questions asked. Um, so check out the theviralbrand.com today and uh, and and see what the kind of products and the uh, the accessories that they've got. I love the goggles myself and uh, can't wait to see you guys enjoying them as well. Take care. This uh, this past weekend, you you uh, you proved yourself as as uh, definitely a, a title favorite. I think uh, there's a lot of people who had you penciled in there from the from the get go. But uh, how comfortable are you going back into the uh, like the confines of a hockey rink uh, and and banging bars with uh, with um, obviously, guys that you've been familiar with, guys like uh, uh, Tyler Medaglia, but also guys that you're not familiar with uh, in in Carson Brown, who uh, just seems to uh, send it. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was watching him in the uh, in the lights class there, and he definitely goes for it. That's for sure. Kids, uh, kid rides with Kurt and uh, goes for the win for every 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 moto. But um, yeah, I think. Uh, you know, arena cross isn't really too much different than outdoors. I mean, it's definitely a little bit more technical, but um, I think if you're good outdoors, you're going to be good indoors too as well. And I mean, I've grown up uh, racing a lot of arena cross growing up in, in Vancouver, BC there. Right. So um had a lot of experience growing up uh, racing Chilliwack a lot and all that kind of stuff, racing with Beaton and all those guys. So, I feel like I have quite a bit of experience, more than more than what some people know, I guess. For sure, yeah. Between uh, between the barns and uh, and Winnipeg Arena, you're, you you've definitely got a lot of experience. How how surprised were you to see uh, um, Beats uh, manning the equipment rather than uh, getting behind the, the controls of a motorcycle <laughs> this weekend? Uh, it doesn't surprise me at all, but uh, I wish he was out there. He should he should have suited up and went out there. He probably would have done all right. No kidding. If Lockhart's out there, he should be out there, in my opinion. There you go. There you yeah. go, yeah. Yeah, Lockhart actually rode well, too. I was surprised. For sure. I think, uh, yeah, like, decent ride, as well as, uh, I think, a top five uh, top five ride in the 250s. Uh, doing double duty. Um, is, that so, is that something that you would have ever done back in the day, uh, racing uh, nationals? Are you, are, you, are you that old that you could have raced uh, 250 and 450 at some point? Or 125, 250 uh, at certain nationals? Um, I think I think I could have. I don't think I don't know if I ever did. I know like uh, like Dusty did it quite a few rounds, yeah. and and some other guys did it, but I don't think uh, I don't think I ever did it. I think I was always just kind of focused on my class, and yeah. When I was probably when I was younger, I was probably super out of shape, so <laughs> I probably didn't want to do four motos. <laughs> that and the fact that uh, if you're because you you 
on leading edge Kawasaki, you would have been switching from a 252 stroke to a 254 stroke, and that's not good for anybody. Yeah, well, actually, back then it would have been the Richmond Kawasaki. Right. Yeah, Richmond. Yeah, Richmond Kawasaki's. It was. Uh, yeah, you'd have been on a. a uh, yeah, the 250F, the, the 252 stroke, couldn't be more different as far as uh, as far as the handling of either one of those motorcycles. Neither one handled very well, I might add. But uh, either <laughs> either way, um, yeah, it would have been uh, difficult for you. But um, sights set forward. Obviously, your 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 battle is for the championship now. Um, like. How do you prepare yourself for such a long, such a much longer season than years previous? Uh, you're, you're used to a ten week, uh, ten week season. Now it's uh, in access of seventeen, uh, and with, with with whispers of a Montreal Supercross coming back as well. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a lot different on on the training program and and that sort of thing. But um, for the most part, we we stay pretty fit all year round. So. Um, it'll definitely be a few more hours on the bike and stuff like that. But, uh, for the most part, I think it's good, like more racing that kind of stay in it and, um, haven't really done too much the last few years in the, in the winter. So, um, and it's, and it's different type of racing too. It's not just all outdoors. So it's outdoors and across and supercross. So I think just switching it up and stuff will, we'll keep it fun and, and keep it exciting. Definitely. Uh, I, I got to think that this whole, this whole triple crown series is a bit of a, a welcome change for, for a guy who, uh, you've been around as long as you have, and you've, you've seen, uh, like the, the, the peak of Canadian motocross in the earliest two thousands. And then also, uh, in, in throughout the last, uh, the last 15 years, basically, uh, you, you've seen it, you've seen it all as far as Canadian motocross, a breath of fresh air. The, uh, the jet works true, I think. Yeah, definitely. Those guys are working hard and and um, and making changes to the sport for the better. I think. And, yeah. Um, as a racer, you know, getting out there a few more times a year is is great, and um, you know, better payout, more races, all that kind of stuff. Um, I think it's definitely a step in the right direction. And the word around the pits and stuff was everybody was pretty stoked with it. Other than you know. Obviously, the dirt that was kind of a bummer to start off with, yeah, but um, is what at, it the, is. at the same point, I, I don't think it'll happen again. So, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully everything goes smoothly from here on out. Absolutely, I, I was just, I was actually sort of just bummed at the soil for doing what it did. Honestly, I was so like, because there's so much attention to this first race, and a, lot, a ton of people tuned in online, I imagine, and were looking forward to some really, really solid racing and something that you could, uh, like a, a, a race to remember sort of thing. And unfortunately, now I'll be remembered for uh, a really soggy track and uh, um, not a whole lot of dicing going on. Honestly, it was just, a, it was uh, some survival out there. But uh, nevertheless. Um, the, 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 you got yourself a win and heading on to, uh, Calgary. Yeah, for sure. That's definitely something to look forward to. And I mean, track conditions were pretty terrible. And, but I think for, I, I mean, I watched the highlights and stuff and I, I mean, as, a as looking at it as a fan po- point of view, I think it wasn't, wasn't terrible. It definitely could have been better, but, um, you know, there's still some gnarly crashes and yeah. still some passing going on. I know. I know Cole had no problem passing out there. He was ripping out there. So um, there was guys making passes and stuff. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, on to the next round. Forget about that. And 
hopefully uh hopefully the tracks will be better this weekend or next few weekends right and the the next race for you is actually sooner than uh, the second round in calgary you're going to be suiting up uh to to don most likely a three-digit number for uh for the daytona supercross what made you uh, decide to do that was it this the fact that you're down there the fact that you're ready at this point of the year yeah a few things came into play with that it was um you know realistically all the other years that I've been down here, I've just kind of came down here mid February and just came with outdoor suspension. And, um, now I'm down here with some rain across suspension, um, being down here for a while. And, um, the rain cross tracks actually gotten flooded a few times and the supercross drives a lot earlier. So we've been getting on that quite a bit and I've been feeling really good on it. And I think, uh, Daytona's, you know, kind of a supercross slash outdoor style race. So I think it'll suit me well and just wanted to do it. Like I just wanted, uh, I haven't, uh, haven't made a 450, uh, supercross main before. So it's kind of been on my bucket list and yeah, just going to go for it. <laughs> There you go. Head down to uh, Daytona Bike Week. Go put yourself in in the the main event for Supercross. Definitely within your uh, realm of of, uh, of abilities. Um, when was the last like what, what year did you actually you went down and uh, and raced Supercross like pretty serious for for one or two years? Did you not? Yeah, I rode the West Coast Lights a year That's or two right. there. Um, yeah, had a few good finishes. I think this finish there was like a top 15 14 12 somewhere around there nice. and um then i did uh 2008 or 9 i actually did daytona on the 450 but i only did uh i only qualified for the night show and then in monsoon the track was flooded and we had a race bike there and we didn't want to ruin it so we decided right. to uh pack up and go home <laughs> fair enough a wise decision most likely uh no need to uh to destroy a race motor uh for chasing super chasing a one-off race glory but uh yeah i'm, I'm excited to see to see this uh in, in in daytona my friend it's gonna be uh like hopefully they don't have any adverse weather conditions but um yeah like you said <laughs> a, a track that most likely falls right in with your uh your style and i think is gonna play in your hands you bringing dylan along with you uh, I'm not too sure if he's going to come, but uh, I got my mechanic flying down and uh, a couple of people helping me out. My wife and kids are flying down too nice. as well. So, yeah, it should be good. I'm looking forward to it. Making a full weekend out of it. Well, Colton, I really appreciate you giving me some time this this week, this this evening. Um, congratulations on your win this last weekend, and uh, hopefully we'll see you at a uh, Rockstar Triple Crown Series round uh, sometime soon. Yeah, for sure, and just uh, want to give my sponsors a big thanks for the whole uh, Honda Canada GDR Fox Racing Team, uh, SSS Suspension, Proven Motors, um, just everybody who's helped us out, uh, Atlas, um, Marin Bikes, uh, just everybody. Thanks. Cool, man. And thanks well, for having me on the show. Yeah, anytime. Absolutely. We'll we'll have you on uh, uh multiple times this year, let alone uh in the next 4 years. But uh thanks again for having uh, for making some time. Don't hang up just yet, but for podcast sake, we're going to cut it off right there. Awesome. Yeah, cool.